Ngayon to Christo as the very word of God. Pastor, please. Amen. Thank you very much, special. Thank you, Sir Greg. And nice to see all of you this morning. I hope we, everything is fine, especially those who are watching us live. And we pray that the Lord will bless your hearts through our services, our singing, our songs, and most especially the presence, you know, of God's people here. We, we share our time and uh, we, we share our worship together. We, we hope and pray the Lord will richly bless our services both in the morning and in the evening. Continue to pray as Sir Greg has uh, a while ago mentioned uh, the names of those who need our prayers regarding their physical condition. And uh, continue to pray for the uh, building of our of our church building in Baganga. Hopefully, we'll be able to to uh, dedicate the place on March. And also, uh, every day, uh, Monday, Tuesday, uh, Thursday, and Friday, I I bring our Bible student to our campsite, and uh, we're trying to build our put up our, our, our gate. <clears throat> Every afternoon, it's raining there. It, it rains. So, every afternoon, that's the normal thing there. Every day, I observe, naga uh, 3 o'clock, nagaulan na siya. So, be praying much. Uh, uh, we, we will be able to finish our uh, gate, the entrance and the exit uh, gates, so be praying much for that. Um, um, I decided to bring our full-time workers, men there. Considering uh, it's still lockdown, we cannot go out daily uh, to visit. So we have uh, we have a good number of men, uh, students, and uh, our full-time workers that can help me there. Also, like to formally announce uh, to the church. Our new Bible students, they surrendered uh, Brother Jojo uh, and uh, also Brother, brother uh, <clears throat> uh, the bro- both brothers of Brother Lionel. Uh, please, please stand as uh, Brother could. Brother Alji, Dili Alji, I'm happy on time kay makatabang ni Alsag Halublak dito sa campsite. Give them a hand, please. Uh, so, uh, our incoming students, actually, they, they, uh, they start uh, working so that, uh, you know, they will be, be, uh, be trained before the actual uh, school days on July. And uh, so, you, you pray about our Bible school. God will continue our preachers in the field. Your Bible, please, this morning. In the book of Hebrews, verses 19 and 20. Hebrews, in your Bible, please. In the New Testament, chapter 6. I always love this chapter. In fact, I always love the book, studying the book of Hebrews. 
Hebrews chapter 6, we're looking at verses 19 and 20 uh, of uh, two verses. Kindly rise this time. <clears throat> I'm speaking a subject this morning, our hope being safely anchored in heaven. Safely anchored in heaven. It is safely uh, fastened in the in the in the presence of God. Verse 19, which hope we have. Thank God we have this hope. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and within and that, and that which entered into that which within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. These two verses is so profound and powerful. The impact of this verse, if you just spend time studying the meaning of those two verses, really, it puts your faith deeper. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God this morning. We praise and thank you for the good measure of health you have extended to every one of us so that we be able to continue to worship you on this day. This is the day that we set aside as a command from the word of God that we as God's people gather together in one place as a church to worship and to glorify your name. I humbly, Lord, commit myself to thee through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit of God would enable me this morning to preach thy word to your people. Our purpose today is to exalt your Son, Jesus Christ, in our midst, that he may be glorified, that his work will be, will be exalted and glorified in our midst, in our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Our hope, be seated please. Our hope, <clears throat> our hope being safely anchored in heaven. And we have that hope today. The hope of eternal life. The hope of, the hope of, of uh, entering heaven when we die. The hope of heaven when Jesus comes. The hope of the resurrection. The hope of being protected by God. The hope of, of, of of, of him not leaving us nor forsaking us. We have that hope that is, that is firmly fixed right into the presence of God. We find ourselves with that hope connected right into the very presence, right into the very heart of God. We can read verse number 13. Up to verse number 18. But when God made promises to Abraham. Because he could swear no greater. 
he swear or swore by himself, saying, Surely, I like that, blessing will I bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men barely swear by the greater, and an ought for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God, willing more abundant to show, and like the word show, unto the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel, and confirm it by an oath. That is by two immutable things, unchangeable things, fixed, settled. I preach in the Visayan service, Psalm 119, verse number 89, Thy word, O Lord, is fixed, settled in heaven. It cannot be changed. It cannot be altered. The word of God is fixed. Thank God we have this book we call the Bible. Every promise of God uh, is settled, deeply settled, established upon the foundation of this book we call the Bible. Now, from verses 13 to 18, we find that God himself, God himself, listen to this, went extra mile in seeing to it that we have strong consolation. Look at verse 18. By two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have I like this. We might have a strong consolation. By the way, if you have a pen with you, now make a note in your Bible. The word consolation means encouragement. Look at this. That we might have, he says in verse number 18, a strong encouragement. Oh, how we need to be encouraged. In times when we are down, in times when we feel weak spiritually, we need the upliftment of the Word of God. We need the encouragement that comes from the Word of God. The reason why we have services, the reason why we sing these songs, the reason why we preach the Word of God, so that God's people will find encouragement this morning. And the way the Apostle Paul put it here, he said that you might have strong, thank God, consolation. Strong encouragement or a strong uh, consolation. To lay hold upon our hope, he says, in him. Look at verse number 17. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show. So the Bible is showing us today. The word of God preached today simply means it, it shows Unto the heirs of the promise. Can you imagine? God wants to let us see this morning. God wants him to, God wants us to understand. He's showing it to us through the word of God. He wants us to have the assurance that all his promises will come true for us and that our future is firmly settled. In his hand for our good. Remember that. 
God wants every child of God to be encouraged. God wants every child of God to know, to see. He wants us to have the assurance that all His promises will come true for us. And that our future is firmly fixed, settled in His hand for our good. So, He not only makes promises to His children, but He takes an oath. We find here an amazing thing. He not only issues a promise to us, but after issuing the promise, He raised His hand and said, I swear. You know, we have that all the time in court. Witnesses is made to swear. They had their hands on the Bible and then raised their right hand and said, I swear. And so, when God issues the promise to Abraham, after sending a gift to us, a package to us, not only putting everything inside that box, but He sealed it. He sealed it so that it will be, it will surely, everything that is there will be ours. Everything inside that box can be enjoyed by His children. Thank God. For when God made promised to Abraham because he could not swear by no greater he swore or swear by himself. Look at verse 18. By two immutable things. This can never be changed. Verse number 18 he says this. By two immutable things in which it was number one. Now look at this. Impossible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation who have pled, 
who have fled for repute to lay hold, underline that, upon the hope that is set before us. God wants us to lay hold. The word lay hold simply means take hold of it. Take it. You have that hope, God says, laid hold of it. Take hold of it. The word of God says, two immutable things. What are those two immutable things? Unchangeable things. Number one, you talk about God's promise. God's promise changes not. And I like the word of the song, God's word, especially God's word changes not. Amen. Every promise of this book is mine. Every chapter, every line, every verse is mine. God has put all his promises in this book we call the Bible. And we believe that one of the two immutable things written in the word of God is the promise of God. When God promises, he changes not. It will never be altered. It will never be changed. Talking about the promise of God and his ought. His ought. Two things confirm his promise by an ought. He takes an ought and swears that he will bless them. He will bless us. And not only that, he swears by the highest and the most precious reality in the universe. And that is himself. When God made a promise to Abraham, remember, I like that. Because he could not swear by no greater he swear by himself. Verse 18, by two immutable things. Question, what are these two things? A promise, a second, and an ought, these two. Promise, secondly, and ought, these two secure our hope in Jesus. And we say, Amen. And God says, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. I say that's settled. It is settled. When God says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I know I have a place in heaven. It is not something that, that is subject to doubt. Subject to any uh, alteration or any change. I know it's fixed. I'm saved. Jesus is my Savior. I know He's coming back. And I know I have a home in heaven. And God's people ought to say. Why? Because of those two things. God's promise confirmed by His, by his ought. By two immutable things in, in which it was impossible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation. Strong encouragement. Do you feel lonely? Do you feel sometimes? Do you feel uh, weak in your faith? Stop. Stop worrying. We have a home in heaven. We have a savior who has made a precious promise. That says I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That we might have strong encouragement. Who have fled for reputes to lay hold upon the hope. To get hold upon that hope that we have. And you see these past few days I had, I had ministered to people. 
you know, I have very few people. I, I, I say this. I have been burying people these 40 years, past 40 years in the ministry. I started uh, burying people when I was Bible student. Pastors that would always tell me to take care of the, of the funeral service. And uh, I have seen tears enough of people sorrowing and, you know, the pain of death. But this week, I would, I would, uh, this past week, I would say, you know what Paul says to the Thessalonians? He said, Wherefore comfort one another with these words. But this we say unto you, he says, By the word of the Lord, I say that the word of God really provides comfort, provides strength in times of death, in times of sickness, in times of trials. We need the word of God. It sustains us. In other words, he wants us to have strong encouragement to lay hold on the hope he has sworn will be ours. The promise and the oath are meant to give us deep confidence. Deep confidence that he will, that we will inherit all that he promises for us in Jesus. You know what? Those promises and, and oath, his promises and his oath gives us encouragement that everything God has promised us in his, in his son will be ours. He wants us to experientially lay hold of it. Experientially take hold of it in verse number 18. In verse 18, it's just by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie that we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold. Are you taking the word of God in your life? Are you holding tightly upon the word of God? Are you claiming the word of God today? What does lay hold of mean in real life experience? And you know, sabi saya pa, kup tanta ang paglaom nga ato nga ang 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 tanang mga butang akong balikon kup tanta ang ang taang paglaom nga ang tanang mga butang nagisaad kanato ato gayud nga maangkon amen amen i don't like people preaching salvation and then all of us, you know, by and by, said, you can lose it. You can lose it. You can lose it. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I want to preach a salvation that you can take hold of. A salvation that no matter what, that no matter what happened, once you're saved, you're always saved. I'd rather preach John 10 verse 28 where Jesus says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. All of God's people say to it, Amen to it. What does lay hold of mean in real life experience? Yes, we have the promise of God, ang sadya Dios, ang pagpanumpa sa Dios. Aron pinaagi verse 18 sa duha kadili mausab nga mga butang 
diniini dili mahimo sa Dios ang pagpamakak. Ingon patungo sa sukad ko na born again. Ang tanan na kondisyon nawala na. Siya pagkanindot yun, bamati mo sa kuwa, tanang bisyo na ko, tanang kabuang na ko, nawala na, sukad ko na born again. Iyang gipanganlan tanan, except lang, sa gawas lang yun, sa usakabutang, nawa pa yun, mawala. Unsa sa sa kabutang nawa, mawala. Tanan, nawala na, ang pagpamakak na lang. Sa ato pa, tanan to yung isulti bakak. Tigarig so, ang ginoo sa Bisaya, peting tarawa, No, ngato gayud nga maangkon ang atong paglaom. Thank God for that. Tanang gisad ato gayud nga maangkon ang atong paglaom gilig-on sa duha ka magabutang ang saad sa Ginoo ug ang pagpanumpa sa Ginoo. Kay pinaagi sa duha kadili mausab nga mga butang diin niini dili mahimo sa Dios ang pagpamakak. Ako, pastor, naluwas ba ako atong I when I was young, I got saved. Pero karoon, medyo nawala akong kaluwasan. Gusto na po kong magpaluwas. Ah, kanaimong kaluwasan. Kaluwasan na sa Diyos nga bakakon. Amen? Diyos nga bakakon. Diyos nga bakakon. By the whisper of Satan saying, Dili kaluas, dili kaluas, I say, Step into the hope. And uh, you draw a circle, and inside that circle put John 10, 28. In that circle put 1 John 5, 13. In that, in that circle put John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I say, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, hath, he says, it everlasting life, eternal life, and they shall never come into condemnation. Put Romans 8 verse 1, 
there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Put it there. What does it mean to lay hold of God? It simply means put your whole life in that hope. Put your whole life in that hope. And we say amen to that. Trust in it. Feel secure in it. Be satisfied with it. Long for it the way you long for the coming of the dawn after a long, dark, scary night. Thank God we have that hope. Second Timothy 1 verse 12 For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, nevertheless, he says, I am not confounded. I am not ashamed, for I know whom I like that. You don't say, well, I am saved because I am a member of such and such a church. Because I belong to this church. Because I was baptized when I was young. Because of this and that. No, you are saved. You have the hope. Because I, Paul says, I know whom. He didn't say, I know what I believe. But I know whom I believe. And I believe in Jesus Christ. I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed, deposited into his care. I have committed unto him. All was not ashamed. Why? He was not ashamed because he knew that Jesus Christ was faithful and would keep him. First Timothy 1 verse number 15. This is a faithful saying. And worthy of all acceptation. That Christ Jesus came into the world. To save sinners of whom I am chief. This is a faithful saying. Simply means faithful is the word. I know I'm saved. I know I have a home in heaven. I know I have his protection. I know I have his providence. I know everything because faithful is the word of God. I cannot question the word of God. The word of God will never change. It is sure. It is settled. It is pure. Completely settled. Forever settled in heaven. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Note his emphasis on the person of Christ. I know whom I have believed. Let me make this clear to you who are listening to me right now. Salvation is not the result of believing certain doctrines, though doctrines are important. A sinner is saved because he believes in a person, Jesus Christ, the Savior. Are you sure you're saved this morning? If you have never repented of your sins, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, do it right now. You can have the assurance of salvation. Paul had deposited his soul in the care and keeping of the Savior. And Paul was sure that Jesus Christ would faithfully guard that deposit. Yes, he would carefully guard that deposit. Look at Romans chapter 4, verse number 18, where it says regarding Abraham, referring to Abraham about who against hope believe in hope. This 
Christ presents a description of faith. What is faith? Abraham's faith. The description of Abraham's faith. Abraham's faith was contrary to hope. At least as far as nature could give hope. But Abraham rested on hope that God would do. God could do what nature could not do. God could do what nature could not do because he made the promise. What human being could not do against, actually, in the Greek is the word para. And sabihin uh, niya ng para pag para. And against here, who against hope. And uh, against means para. And it means uh, it, it simply means it, it simply means Again, beyond hope, beyond in the Greek in hope. it is para and it means beyond in other words Abraham's situation was it beyond hope humanly speaking there was no hope that's beyond hope yet he based his expectation upon hope his situation was beyond human hope, but despite that, he rested it upon hope in God. In God. Romans chapter 4, look at verse number 19 and verse number 20. And uh, verse 18, he says, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. In other words, he did not allow the obstacles or the difficulties, even failures, even failures at times, to keep him from obtaining God's promise. The word persuaded in verse number 21 means completely, Romans 4 verse 21, it means completely assured or totally convinced. Abraham looked at, uh, you know, he looked at the physical obstacles which confronted him and Sarah, but judged them as nothing in comparison to the power of the word of God. God has promised Abraham, looking, considering the present circumstances in his life, Abraham was 99 years old. Sarah was 90 years old. Meaning, circumstances in Abraham's life kept on telling him, it is impossible, Abraham. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can never have a son of your own. It's impossible with Sarah. It's impossible, man. It's 90 years old. You're 90 years old. It's impossible. You're 99 years old. It's impossible. But God's word went beyond those circumstances, telling Abraham that with God, nothing is impossible. Are you... And then, are you, are you surrounded with circumstances upon which Satan is telling you, impossible, impossible, there is no hope, there is no hope. My friend, the hope that comes from the Word of God can go beyond your present circumstances and say, with God, nothing is impossible. With God. Looking at Mom Sarah, 90 years old. 90 years old. There was no hope. But believing the word of God led Sarah to say, Abraham, Abraham. Sarah, oh, Sarah, 
99 years old, Abraham. O sa ibang ipati, mahal, dai. Siya mahal, bitaw ka diha. Siya nga, pangita doon, huwag ka nang, ay, gusto ko mukha, huwag manggang hilaw. Uy! Manggang hilaw. The world says, impossible! But the word of God says, <coughs> manggang hilaw. Siya, dai, naglisod na magmanggang hilaw, kay 99 anos na ko, di ikaw. Asya, naibana ba nga, hindi siya ng asawa nga doon, sa nanghala ka dahi, murag nanghala ko doon, sa ibang gusto na, manggang hilaw. Yang lalaki siya, tunga-tunga sa gabi siya, ah, paanda sa sakinan, ngito siya, mangga. Huwag maging manggang hilaw. Ang nakita niya, manggang hilaw. Napoy manggang hilaw niya, bahala na dahi, basta makakaulag mangga, kaya ko gusto, mawala akong anak. O may tinuhuan sa mga karaang tao. And so, yung gidala itong mangga nga, nga una itong hinaw siya, di ko anak, di ko anak, hilaw. Nakuwala ito akong, akong anak siya. Sa kinilang dahi, hilaw, hilaw dahi. O sige, sige. Sige da, hilaw. Sa di ko anak, hilaw, hilaw. Mangga ka doon ka, manggang hilaw. So, ang lalaki, ni gawas, tatanong siya silingan na may mangga. Siya, manuktog siya. Ay, pasinsya mo ha, prehisyo kayo. Tungang gabi, mga ito, kung mangga na mo, mangga sa, nakit anak ko ganyan, adlawan pa, na yung mangga bunga, tulog ka po kasi mong mangga. Pwede na ako sa kaon? Siya, sige, sige, sir. Kinanghala ko, misis. Sige, sige, sir. Sa kaon lang. Asaka yung tao, lalaki, mangga. Alas, ala, una na sa gabi. Yan, pigaulan para ba, pitintunawan niya. Siya, nalipay sa karun kay, iyag yung nakapot, tumanggang hilaw. Putang niya sa iyang, iyang, iyang plastic sa dahi-dahi. Na naging manggang hilaw dahi. Di naging mawatong anak siya. Ah, ay pagkasalamat. Yuhu! Iyon ito babae. Siya niya si kaon. Di na ko ni kaon nun. Kaon na ba? Gusto mo ka manggang hilaw? Ako sa naging pahinugon. Pati <laughs> luyas. Luyas ba na? Abraham was 90 years old. 90 99 years old. Mom Sarah, this time, 90 years old. It is impossible. It is no. No, no. With God, nothing is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. There are at least four practical things you can do to move your heart toward Laying hold of God's hope. Laying hold of your hope. Taking hold. Murabag kuptanta sa binasaya bang gunit yun. Murabag ka ng si Sir Grego ako na ako sa bangka niya. Malumos na siya. Lawang madagat. Labayan ako siya ka ng PC. Sir Greg! Siya kupot yun ha. Malumos ka. Kupot yun. Let me explain that. Let me explain that. Because most Protestants believe on that. Our hope is fastened securely in heaven, but it hangs in the air, the other side of that hope. Hangs in the air. Kupot yun para maluas ka. Ayaw yung undang simba para maluas ka. Undang ka rin simba, impirno ka. That is what they, that, that they mean. 
I would like to let you know para to settle things that our hope is completely firmly secure in our soul as it is secure in heaven today. Dili kinahanglan mag-struggle ka para to keep yourself saved. You are saved and once you're saved, you are saved forever. I just made mention that so that so that you will have the the, the right kind of doctor. There are at least four practical things you can do to to move your heart toward the laying hold of your hope. Number one, meditate on how sure your hope is in the presence of God. On the other side, you, you believe it's sure up there. Psalm 119 verse 49 and 50 says, Remember the word, remember the word <clears throat> unto thy servant. Upon which has caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction. For thy word hath quickened me. The word of God has made me alive. Nine and fifteen. Remember, he says. Remember the word. Your promise. Remember upon the word. Which I hope. <clears throat> unto God. thy servant. Why do we believe? Upon which has caused me to hope. Amen. Why do we this believe that we are eternally saved in my affliction for thy word because of the promise? The word of God has laid hold upon nine and fifty. Remember, he says, make sure the word your promise, how sure your, your hope in heaven is in the presence of God. Why do we believe I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help, my help cometh. From the Lord, which made heaven and earth. We can hope. The psalmist says, "Three souls hope thou is in the presence of God." Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works from the Lord, which made there is power that enables us. We can hope. And that's the working of God. Hope. Number two, pray earnestly that God would, would open your mind now to Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all the things and that He would hope in Him. Pray that God would enable you to hope in God. And that's to hope. That's hope. Number As the old disciples used to say, open your mind. Now they the disciples said one time, said, Lord, increase and that he would increase our faith. Paul says to the Philippians, work out your salvation on your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you as both disciples to do his good used to say, Open your mind. They, the reason why we are still going on, Lord, increase. The reason why we still believe in God, increase. The reason why we are strong in the faith is because God is working in our behalf. God is working in our amazing. Why, why hast thou cast down on my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. Find your hope in God. 
Number three, consider how much Christ has suffered for you. Number three, 1 Peter 1 verse number three, Blessed be the God and the Father, upon that mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. Thank God. Living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Revelation 1, 17 and 18, Fear not, for I am, I am the first and the last. Behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. Thank God we are serving a resurrected Christ who died on the cross that we might have hope. They put him on that grave three days and three nights. He rose again to give us that hope. Number four, consider Christians like you who have laid hold, laid hold on hope in Christ. Who are these people? Consider the Apostle Paul, he was beheaded. I am now ready to be offered, he says. And my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have kept, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. But it did not stop there. He said, I have done everything. I have kept the faith. I have done the job. But it did not stop there. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. What day? The day Jesus Christ is coming. And not to me only, but unto all them also which love is appearing. Paul can look beyond the grave and find hope that Jesus Christ is coming again. I am not ashamed. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. I know I'm saved. I know he says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Yes. The Apostle Paul, people who have laid hold on hope. We have Paul. We have Peter. Peter died of crucifixion. He was crucified. And when, when the crucifixion was being done, he felt himself to be unworthy to be put to death in the same manner as his master. And was, uh, and was therefore at his request, he was crucified with his head downward. Upside down. I cannot die the same death that the Lord Jesus Christ endured for me. So gibalinila, Apostle Peter. We can think of Matthew. Think of Matthew died. He died a martyr as a martyr in Persia or in India. We can think of James, the son of Alpius, who was thrown down in the temple by the scribes and the Pharisees. Think of those so many people. And look at this in Hebrews chapter 13, 11, verse number 13. Think of these people. Hebrews 11, verse number 13 to 16. There it says in verse number 13, These all died in faith. Not having received the promises, but where, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, verse 15, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had the opportunity to have returned. They all have the opportunity to go back to the old life, to the old religion, to the old way of life. They could have stopped at certain point in following God, but they didn't. 
Why? They refuse to go back. They refuse to go back. Why? Verse number verse number 16 but now they desire a better country that is uh, unheavenly wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he hath prepared for them a city there is no continuing city here on earth but we have an eternal home eternal city so therefore they continued moving on moving on moving on You know what sustained them? What has sustained them? Their hope. Their hope. Job was struck by Satan with sorbons. Bible scholars, historians says that Job suffered exactly 360 days. That means he suffered exactly one year. From day one to the last day of the year. Job suffered the sore boils, not boils, but sore boils that has deformed completely his face, his countenance, trials that have caused his sons and daughters to die, trials and affliction that have caused him to lose everything that he has. And now he was, he was laying uh, under, under the, the ground with, among the ashes, have nothing left, but his friends trying to accuse him of something he did not commit. A wife that is so discouraged telling him, Go ahead, Job, curse, curse God and die. Literally, he was all alone by himself. But faith was strong in Job. In fact, it became stronger than before. We ask. What is the best thing? What is the only thing that kept Job going? He said, I know that my Redeemer lived. And that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body. Yet in my flesh shall I see God. I like that he said, I know. I know. Hope in the world says it may happen or may not happen. But hope is in the word of God. Hope from the word of God says the hope that we have that is produced by the word of God simply means, you know, now it is a deeply settled confidence that God will always do what he says he will do. I know that my redeemer liveth and that he shall stand upon, upon the earth. Though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. Whom shall I see for myself? And mine eyes shall behold. And not another. Though my reins look at my kidneys and, and look at my everything inside of me. They will be, they will be consumed by the worms. Though my reins be consumed within me. Yet in my flesh, in other words, 2,000 years before Christ, this man Job was sustained by his hope that one day Jesus Christ is coming back. One day Jesus Christ, the Savior, is going to reign. And one day he is coming back and give Job a new resurrected incorruptible body. Hope! Let us lay, take hold of that hope. 
that everything God has promised in his word, you enjoy because he has said it. In 1934, a 28-year-old man, missionary to China, was being led away to execution by the communists with his wife. And so while they were traveling on that sad road, that missionary laid hold on the hope that is set before him. People would say, where are you going, missionaries? Kabalugut sila, they will be executed. Where are you going? You know what they said? With a big smile on their face, we are going to heaven. Amen. We are going to heaven. The communists, the communists thought they are going to kill him, bury his body, or burn his body with his wife. But you know, the, re- the reality was for the missionary, saved by the grace of God, Baptist missionary said, we're going to heaven. Where are we going? We're going to heaven. Look at the certainty of our hope. The, the writer's point is that we are hoping, we are hoping for, uh, for something that is absolutely sure. He uses three descriptions, uh, uh, you know, uh, to stress this in this hope in verse number 19. Going back to chapter 6, verse number 19. There are three things that he uses to emphasize his point here. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Maskilza pagadako ang ang balud. If your anchor is rightly fastened to the rock, you're safe. Which hope we have an anchor of the soul. Both number one, sure, number two, and steadfast. Number three, which entered into that within the veil. Three things. Sure, steadfast, and yet number three, which entered into within the veil. Within the veil, within the Holy of Holies. They used to have the outer court. You have the holy place, and then you have the Holy of Holies. In between the holy place and the Holy of Holies was a veil, cortina. The veil that, 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 uh, was purposely made to hide the Ark of the Covenant in which the presence of God dwelt. Steadfast, sure, number one, and steadfast, number two, number three, one which entered the veil. Listen to this. The anchor is sure. It is certain. It is safe. Just no matter what happened to us during this coronavirus, Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, it may afflict us. It may affect us. It may even kill us. But you know, one thing the virus cannot do, it cannot kill the real you. Why? The only thing the coronavirus can do to us is to transport us early into the presence of our Lord. The anchor is sure, certain, and safe. The anchor is steadfast. It is firm. It is reliable. Thank God. The anchor is lodged within the veil. 
it is placed within the Holy of Holies, right in the very presence of God. This is in reference to the veil that hung across the inner sanctuary of the tabernacle. The one that, that hides or, or conceals the Ark of the Covenant where God in His glory met with the priest, the high priest, once a year the, uh, as He brought the blood of sacrifice to atone for the sins of the people. So that, that's the point of saying that our hope is anchored. It is lodged in the heavenly Holy of Holies, where God's glory dwells. Thank God. Dili basta-basta tong kaluwasan. Tell you. If you're saved, dili basta-basta na. Naay, nakahigot ana. Gikan sa imong kalag. Connected right into the presence of God. And that connection is made, is, is called hope. Hope. According to the world, hope is something that may or may not happen. But hope is a deep, settled confidence in the word of God that God will do what he says he will do. There is no place for doubt in there. There is no place for question there. There is no place for, for, for any kind of doubt there. Once you are saved, once you are saved, you are completely fastened. Your hope is completely and deeply, firmly settled, fastened right into the presence of God. That's the point here. Our hope is anchored. It is lodged in the heavenly, holy of holies where God's glory dwells. Verse number 20. Where, whether the forerunner is uh, for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Let me say this. If you are sometimes doubting about your salvation, one of the proof of our securities that we are eternally saved is Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. Jesus is there making intercession for us, pleading for us. Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. Once in a while, yun ang satanas, nakita na ako si Sawanso, nag-inom-inom, magtuba, dapat imperno na na. Nakita na ako siya, nga nagpustaglas to. Kakita ba ako, nagyawas siya, perting pita sa iya, ang itawag niya, Levi's. Dapat ako na na. Isunod, ako na na. Yun ni satanas. Jesus Christ would say, Satan, look at this. The print of the nail still hangs there. It's still there. Look at this, Satan. I have died for that person. He saved not because of his own working, of his own ability. He saved because of this. I am saved. I'm saved because of the finished work of Christ on Calvary. This is where Jesus has gone as a forerunner. So a forerunner. Nakikipungutan na kasabot ka ba ng forerunner sa pubri daw nga ka ng runner? Dili, dili ba yan na poor ha? Forerunner. Meaning to say, he went ahead of us to prepare the way for us. To make things that you know, our going will be easy. 
yang gikuha kana nama mga mga uh, babag sa pagabot yes thank god we have that hope there are three reasons that will give us a deep sense of god's sovereign care for our hope and strong consolation let me say that again three reasons that will give us a deep sense of god's sovereign care for our hope and strong encouragement or strong consolation. Now, allow me first to show you the whole situation here. Murabag ka ng naipisi, karon kadina, nakahigot dito sa throne of God. Ang imagination, labi na sa mga protestante, that it keeps on hanging on the air. Just grab it, hold on to it, kumaka, lahutay ka, Save ka. Dili. It is not hanging in the in the air. It is also fastened in my soul. Securely. Both ends. It is securely fastened there in heaven. As it is securely fastened in my soul. You don't have to work hard every day. Struggle every day. To make sure. The kurukuru ka na Lord. Lord, dapat ako mahagbong ginoo. Lord, dili. You have peace. That as it is securely fastened in heaven, it is also securely fastened in your soul. I remember a Pentecostal preacher was trying to engage in a debate sa among pastor sa kidapawan sa una. And the subject was about eternal security. We can never accept the fact that you Baptists say, once you're saved, you're saved. Yeah, mong pastor kay hilumon man to siya. And so, said, said, dili ko makik, I will not engage into, you know, debate with you. And uh, I'm, I know I'm saved. He said, uh, here, I'd like to give you this Small gospel track. It's a booklet form. And the, the title was written by John R. Rice. How to be saved and know it. That Pentecostal preacher, you know, rode a bus from Kidapawan to Dabo City. And he started reading the track, you know, the gospel track that was was written by John Arise. Makilala pa lang siya, the Holy Spirit began to open his mind. He compared the verses to his Bible, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. These things have I written unto you that believe, that ye might know that ye have eternal life. And then he began to you know, allowed the Holy Spirit to work in his life before reaching Dabo City, right where he was seated on that bus, he bowed his head, said, I have been a preacher, a Pentecostal preacher for many years, but I had never experienced salvation, personal salvation in Jesus. Because I have been taught that through my good works, through my, through my prayers, and through this and that, I have to keep myself saved. 
preacher, preacher went to Obrero where their small chapel was located and as he approaches the the, 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 the parsonage he heard somebody crying nagahagulhulog hilak and he said what happened nagapri si pastora she has been pastoring for more than 30 years she said pastora why are you crying she said I just felt this morning a dili kuluas hatlok said pastora you don't have to be afraid let me give you this trap, gospel trap. How to be saved and know it. How to be saved and know it. Is the anchor of my soul as firmly attached to my soul as it is to the altar of God? That's a question. Yes, we know God is able to do everything, but how about me? I am not. That is why God has provided you free kind of salvation because God knows exactly that you're not able to hold on. That is why John 10, 28 is written in the Bible as his promise. Why? Because the, the security of your salvation does not depend on your faithfulness. It is all in the faithfulness of God. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Which hope we have an anchor to the soul. We know we are saved. We know we are saved. Three reasons that hope will give us deep confidence, deep sense of God's sovereign care for our Assurance. Look at verse number 11, please. Verse 11, it says, <clears throat> And we desire that every of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. It is not you. It is believing on what God has done for you that will enable you to last to the end. To last to the end. Verse 12. For ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and what? Patience inherit the promise. Remember this. Verse number chapter 6. Look at verse number uh, chapter 6. Verse number 9. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though it does speak. You see, things that accompany and better things are full assurance of hope in verse number 11. Hope is a deep settled confidence that God will do what He says He will do. He will do. And uh, uh, He will do. Another, you know, faith and patience. By the way, let, let, us, let us analyze that. 1 Thessalonians 1.3 Remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, your work of faith and labor of love, and number three, patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God our Father. 
All of this belongs to the working of God himself. In the lives of his children as part of their salvation. These are better things that accompany salvation. Look at Philippians 2 verse number 12. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 12. Philippians 2 and verse number 12. In your Bible please. Philippians 2 verses 12 and and, uh, and 13. Philippians 2 verse 12. Not as though I had already attained. And either already perfect. Now I am not totally said I, I continue to follow the Lord. But I follow after. If that I may apprehend. That for which I am also apprehended of Christ. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. You need to understand this. Not as though I had already attained, either already perfect, but I follow after that if that I may apprehend, that is my hope, that, that for which I am also apprehended. Let me clarify that. Our perseverance are laying hold on the inheritance in heaven. In our perseverance, our laying hold on our hope, our inheritance in heaven. The power, the strength to be able to persevere unto the end belongs to salvation. Because you are saved, that salvation can provide you strength, and ability to endure. Meaning to say, if you are not saved, do not hope you can endure. Because you are saved, you have the Holy Spirit of God, you have the promise of God, therefore, because you are saved, you have the assurance, you will endure to the end. Our perseverance, our endurance, Hebrews chapter 6 again, let us look at verse number 11. There it says, And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope to the end. Because of the things that accompany salvation. You know, before you were saved, you were trying to live the Christian life. Pero palpak na. Philippians chapter 3 is a testimony to that. Paul did everything. In fact, he, he killed other Christians just, just uh, for the sake of being devoted to his faith. His love to God. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. Look at this. Here is an unsaved man trying to live the Christian life, trying to survive it to the end. That man, because he has no strength to do it. He has no wisdom to do it. Now look at this man. On the other hand, he is a saved man. Struggling. He's struggling to do, the, you know, to, to endure to the end. Now, even though he is struggling, yes, he will survive. Why? Because he has salvation. And that salvation can provide him the strength, can provide him the wisdom to endure. Did you get what I mean? The most important thing to do is, first of all, be saved. Tungod kay saved siya, kanang iyang salvation, 
na ibala na, ipadala sa ginoo, kompleto na. Kumbaga sa baktas pa sa lugar, mo survive na kay pagka-save ni mo, gitagaan kag backpack sa ginoo. Kanang backpack, ang tawag na salvation. Sulod ang backpack na itubig na ipagkaon. Yes, it's it's not easy to 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 travel in a, a long journey, pero inay kagutom siya ko tubig. Inay kagutom siya ko sa kaon pagkaon niya. Because all the promises of the word of God are meant for the saved, not for the unsaved. So good pa lang ang unsaved mo biyahe sa Christian walk. Kwasay ma, kuot kayo naman, empty-handed siya. Pero ang Christian, remember this, you will survive because that salvation is accompanied better by better things in the Bible, better things that accompany salvation. Did you understand what I mean? There was a Baptist preacher who came to my to church Monday while I was pastoring. He was complaining all the Pentecostal pastors in in in, in East Coast areas of Davao and Tal. Gitapukan siya, giatake siya kanang Hebrews chapter 6. Siya pastor. Pastor ka ko, oh. Isa nga, nagdaghan ako baptist gari sa mati. Pero di mo siya makatubag sa akong ipangad. Siya, saan yung problema ni mo siya? Luhi ka ako dito sa bukit. Talang pastor, gina, atake ang baptist ng eternal security. Kanang gigamit ng Hebrews chapter 6, sir, lingkod, sir. Padulong kong visitation, so kuha na kong barong, nag-t-shirt ko, kami lang doon sa loob, kuha kong blackboard. Akong i-explain ng Hebrews chapter, and the entire book of Hebrews, nahurot ni. Pagkahuman, makauno na ito kay Pastor Rabani, pagkahuman ko, sir, ready ka na muna sa, abinin mo siya, after I gave him a lecture sa book of Hebrews, siya, pa! Naaraman dahil ito. Christians will survive because of the things, better things that accompany salvation. Kundili ka Christian and you hope to survive, you will not survive, first of all, because you have no salvation to produce those better things that is being produced among the Christians. Is there an amen to that? If you are saved, you survive it. You will survive. Look at Abraham. With all of the struggles of Abraham as human being like you and me. With all of the struggles of Job. With all of the struggles of, 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 of Moses. With all of the struggles of Paul. They survived it. Why? Because of the things that accompany better things that accompany salvation. Let us lay hold. I have no more time. I'm sorry. One of time. I have to close. I hope that you, if you have never received Christ, receive him today and you will be saved. Let us all stand up, please. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for assuring our soul. And Lord, it's a, a, a huge subject in the Bible. It takes us many Sundays to be able to expound the book of Hebrews. But for one thing, Lord, we, are, we rejoice because we have salvation we are saved, but we can hope to endure to the end. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
and amen. If you have never been saved, open your heart to Jesus and he will save your soul. One verse long, Sir Greg. Thank you, Pastor. The word of God has been preached loud and clear. If you are not yet saved today, God is calling you. Is he the call of God? Come to me. God said, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. God will give you rest spiritually. God will save your soul. Romans ten thirteen. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Acts sixteen thirty one. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Accept Christ as your Lord and Savior today. God gives you hope, as the pastor have preached to us. Hope in heaven, and now supposed to be your salvation day. Hear the call. Listen to God. Come back to God. We'll be singing one song, one uh, one verse only for the invitation. What song are we going to sing, Brother Mark? Let's sing, My Faith Looks Up to Thee. Only one verse, and we're going to end the invitation. I hope and pray that you will listen to God at this time. Go ahead, Brother Mark. My if you have spiritual need today, come to God. Be saved today. Accept Him. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior by faith. Romans 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide you until the end of this world. If you're already saved, send us a chat that you're already saved and be part of the Great Commission. Bring others to Christ. Christians, whatever is your need today, Give it to God through prayers and supplications. Pray for our pastors. Pray for one another. Difficult times, pandemic times. We need to be prayer warriors at this time. And all the people say, Amen. So once again, we have the Bible Baptist Church. Thank you. Thank you for coming. For all our members watching out there live, thank you. And uh, most especially to our first-time visitors. Physically and online, thank you for being with us. We are hoping and praying that uh, you will join us once again tonight and every Sunday. Okay, let's close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let's pray. Heavenly Father and loving God, thank you so much for the book of Hebrews. Thank you for allowing our pastor to talk in your behalf about the word of God, about the hope that you will never leave us. Thank you so much, Lord. Uh, and that hope we know and we believe is connected to the very heart of God. Thank you for the word of God that is fixed and changeable. One thing that we can always trust. Thank you, Lord, for encouraging us, especially in God's service, especially at these difficult times. Thank you for the many assurances and that those assurances is rest in your hands. The future is settled in your hands. Thank you, Lord, for the many promises, not only to Abraham, but unto us, that we secure our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we will stop worrying, and that you have said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Nowadays, people are dying, people are getting sick. But book of Thessalonians, written by Apostle Paul, he said, comfort one another. Thank you for these reminders there, Father. Help us to put our whole life in those hopes that you have mentioned in the Bible. And those hopes are secured in heaven. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your faithfulness, 
Help us, Lord, to increase our faith because there are times that we are discouraged. Have mercy upon your people, dear Father. Thank you for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered for us that we may be saved. Thank you for saving our souls in spite that we are unworthy. As we are about to go, bless your people, dear Father. Continue to uh, cover us with the precious blood of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, we lift up your name, not only now, but forever and ever. And all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless